0: Welcome to the Season 4 opener of the Iowa Innovation Podcast. We have, for three seasons now, been able to talk to innovators and educators and entrepreneurs from all over the state of Iowa, and uh, we're gearing up for another season of it. I'm here with my co-host, Anthony Better's. This is Rob Merritt. Anthony, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, I am doing well. I don't know. That was very awkward. So I, I am back. We're back. with a, uh, And we are live we at are the Cedar Rapids Public Library today. Yes, with the... Mayor Tiffany O'Donnell. Hello. Yeah,
0: yeah, Hello, you know, when we friends. open a season, we go big. We bring in the mayor. So, we're uh, we're actually really excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you.
2: Oh, I appreciate that.
0: And uh, and we're very excited to talk today about the uh, about the first ever Mayor's Youth Conference, Thank which you. uh, is uh, we had actually just wrapped up a few minutes ago. And uh, we'll get into how it went, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to be here like at the very start of this thing.
2: It's been Thank you. Thank you for saying that, and congratulations on another season.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. I appreciate that. Still standing. Yeah,
1: I am super excited. I'm glad, and I'm glad. And to start with you. Hey,
2: huh. oh, you made my day. You made my day for sure. <laughs> and to be at this first annual Mayor's Youth Summit. Um, yes. Wow, what a day, huh? Energizing. Yes,
1: what a day. Energizing.
2: Yeah. And as I said to the students when I this morning's session, I, I thanked them. I mean, they are why... I made this decision to run for mayor, and it's the best job I've ever had. And it's because of them. And I don't mean that melodramatically. Um, It it is because of them. It is because of of young people specifically and me wanting to make sure that we were a great place Mm -hmm. for generations to come and that young people, including my own kids. So um, it was great to touch base with them.
1: Yeah, I'm super curious. So what was your highlight of today?
2: Mm. You know, I think what's always interesting is when you can see mind shifts, and paradigm shifts. And, and often I say, you know, at least for me, you have to see it to be it. It's it's easier to envision doing something when you see somebody in the role. And a lot of times, you know, we grow up knowing what our parents do or what our neighbors do, which can be awesome and fairly limiting. There's a lot of stuff, uh, interesting stuff happening as far as careers and professions um, and, and passions in our community. And this was an opportunity to to really watch young people hear about jobs and opportunities they didn't know about. And, and so much so, our first session was called Expect the Unexpected. And the keynote speaker, Jade Plessel, who graduated from high school seven years ago, showed her plan at graduation and what reality looks like seven years later. Mm. And she's incredibly successful, but it looks nothing like her plan. <laughs> right. And I think there's just, I, I heard one uh, student tell her teacher, wow, I think I'm just going to open, my, open myself up to you know, whatever, whatever happens. So um, really getting rid of those limiting beliefs and kind of watch it happen. Life up, up is what happens when you're
0: busy making other plans. Amen. I think there was a, Amen. a famous musician who said that.
2: That was brilliant.
0: We're going to get into the, the details of how the mayor's youth conference went, but really quick, we wanted to, uh, we wanted to say thanks to Van Meter uh, Van Meter is actually sponsoring our entire season four of the podcast, um, and Van Meter—they're very proud to be a presenting sponsor uh, as a 100% employee-owned company. Uh, innovation and community partnerships is at the core of who they are, and they are celebrating 95 years in business. Van Meter is powering the world through their powerful customer partnerships with data, technology, solar. And more. And uh, we could not be more excited to have them with us.
1: we definitely appreciate it. It's super super exciting to partner with people who have the same mission and goals as you. Um, And Van Meter fits that, especially with our K-12 programming. Um, And also, what I love about Van Meter is that they have... um, it's a little bit different over there. I would say with their culture. They, they first off they have a, a strong woman leader that is leading that organization. And shout out to Danielle, um, who's on the community impact side of things. Uh, she helped us get this uh, this sponsorship and just curating with her and seeing her uh, her passion for
0: Van Meter is, is definitely awesome. So we definitely appreciate
2: it. Also a panelist at today's yes, yeah. Well, Mayor's Youth Summit,
0: and I believe that uh, I believe that Van Meter is going to be making an appearance on uh, one of our episodes down Correct. the road, where we will be talking about uh, some of our efforts to train K twelve teachers mm-hmm. on uh, on computer science, and so yeah, it's just great having them in our cor- in our corner. But um, speaking of students, um, mm-hmm. so this event, the Mayor's Youth Conference, mm-hmm. like we said before, this is the first time that mm-hmm. this has ever taken place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were saying that, uh, that, that students, kids, were a big part of your inspiration behind when you ran for, for mayor. Mm-hmm. But can you kind of tell us about where the specific idea for the Youth Conference came from and how did that develop into uh, what we had happen today?
2: You know, it's one thing to say you want young people to stay in your community, and it's another thing to find ways to make it happen. And that's really what today was. It was as much about connecting these students with possibilities, whether that be possibilities in terms of potential or literal networks, literal networking. And to the credit of the students who were here today, it wasn't uncommon to see lines of students Talking to individual panelists or adults that they met with in different companies, not afraid to ask about job shadow opportunities, not afraid to ask about internships. Um, It was it was really an opportunity to, you know, where the rubber hits the road. We say we want you here. We're gonna work hard to connect you to the resources and the people who can help you do that. That was really the catalyst. Because um, I think there's a lot of stuff that happens in our community that people just don't know about, including our young people. And so, whether it was bringing in industry leaders from Van Meter, or UFG, we had Mike Sadler from the Built by Pros um, trade organization, it was really important to, to be able to introduce our young people to the possibilities here in Cedar Rapids.
1: Yeah, and so um, I, I'll. I'll talk about my experience, because we were just on a panel not, not too long ago, and that, that was to end it off, and it was cool to be a part of the keynote speaker. You're kind of a big uh, deal, Andy. Not, not like you. I can't believe you let <laughs> him like be a you. keynote speaker. Like I'm never going to hear the end of this hey. now. But anyways, enough about me. More about the kids. And so I was super curious. Um, of course, we had the conversation about networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the kids, they they asked at the end, hey, like, what's the better way to network because I'm having a problem? Networking, um, And so afterwards, what did he do? Mm. He networked with me.
2: Mm-hmm. He did. You have a relationship now. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs>
1: I have his email and now I'll uh, connect him to some engineers that he wanted to talk to or like, I don't know a lot, but I know a, a couple um, mm-hmm. or people from Delta V uh, sure. and Nubo Co. And so he, he wants to get into the software development side of things. And so I was also curious more outside of that. What are the other tracks besides? Um, I don't even remember the name of the, the last panel we were just on, but could you, you let know. me know about some of the
0: tracks that
2: uh, absolutely that the kids Well, were, and, I was sort of like
0: kind of adding to that. What is a track? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Okay, so yeah.
2: basically, we wanted to provide a variety of experiences for students today. We had over 120 kids sign up, by the way, or students sign up. So a lot of interest there. So we had things like planning your future, which was to you know find your career fit. That was actually an assessment and workshop. Mm. You know, what are what's your what are your natural affinities? Uh, there was a track that was make your voice heard, which was local government involvement, and we had a lot of students interested in that. Be your own boss, an entrepreneurial track. That you know, one of the opportunities was a maker's space today. So mm. students actually got to work with an entrepreneurial director from the um, John Papa John Center at the U, mm. to come up with an idea. Um, So there were there was an entrepreneurial track. There was a career track. um, And yeah, make your voice heard an engagement, a more government focused track. And then we just provided provided content along those three subject lines.
0: And speaking of which, uh, you had multiple guest speakers. And of course, Anthony was Mm -hmm. one of them which we will never hear the end of. <laughs> um, and uh, who, who were who were some of the other individuals that you had come in and speak to oh, students gosh. today?
2: Well, we had, you know, from an entrepreneur um, panel, for example, we had Jordan Berggren, who's the founder and CEO of his own business that I think he did all the opens to the show Murders in the Building. You mm-hmm. know this? I mean, that guy yes. is here in Cedar Rapids.
1: Mm-hmm. He's also he, at the g and building. In
2: building. your yeah, building, code. yeah. He works,
0: he works right down, uh, like, like when a lot of the employees at Nubico are up in uh, that co-working space, and Jordan's like right down in fact I remember uh, I was getting animation pointers from Jordan I mean he, why not he walked by one day and saw that I was working on something and he was like oh have you tried this and and I mean it's amazing that you've got a brilliant person like mm-hmm. that just you know right there just a no, couple desks down from you that you can you can uh, you can pick his mind and so yeah he uh, was there
2: he was he was a panelist he is a relationship now for those students which I think is really important It's fantastic. another right? Carter Rickoff you know the um, the almost famous popcorn company this mm-hmm. is a, a he was a kid like an 14 years old, I think, when they he and his sister came up with that, able to share his experience with with growing and owning a business. And then LaShawn Smith over at Shawnee Cakes. um, These are people who can speak from an entrepreneurial perspective, firsthand knowledge, and not just all the good, but LaShawn talking about being a woman of color trying to get capital. Or you know, a woman of color trying to get trying to grow her business. Um, some real frank conversations around entrepreneurship. In terms of planning your future, this is where the students really had a chance to to connect with local companies and hear about I think there's something like four hundred different types of jobs within Mercy Hospital alone. Not just nurses, as friends. Well. Not just doctors and nurses. There's a lot to be done. So you had CRST was here, um, UFG, Unity Point, Van Meter. You mentioned built by pros, BAE. Um, so you had a variety of um, of. Industries represented here, which I think was also really important. And then as it relates to government I think one of the most impactful sessions from my perspective was one where the students were tasked with taking on Trying to find solutions for city council priorities. So homelessness huge conversation around homelessness Um, a Clean city. How do we keep our clean city? How do we keep our, our city safe um, flood protection, what does that look like? Why do we have it and how can we make sure we're not just building fortifying walls around the city? The students had real solutions for some of these challenges and priorities the city council. So we allowed them the opportunity to work with city staff and then present some of those solutions. Yes, so, so cool. um, you know, there will be work done at the city because of what we learned today.
1: Yes, and so, with you placing those kids with those big ideas with the local community mm-hmm. here in Cedar Rapids, which is something that's amazing. I feel like growing up, I never had that opportunity. Isn't Th- it silly though? This is
2: like the, just
1: to take a picture with
2: the mayor and, say, and like really "You're so silly. cool." Mm-hmm. First off, well, thank you for saying so, that. But yeah. you know what I, I what I said to one of one of the students who remarked on that, I said, "You know, if that's all you get from today, mm-hmm. um, we have got to take the mystery out of these jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I'm somebody's neighbor." You know, I'm somebody yep. who raised my kids here and just literally want to do my part to help the city be, you know, all that it can be. So, if we can take the mystery out of out of government in positions like this, it shouldn't be revolutionary to have a day where we bring students together to share ideas. Mm-hmm. That should never be revolutionary.
1: Yeah, but with connecting those students to people here in this local community, mm-hmm. what makes and I guess what would you say to young talent that's coming here to Cedar Rapids? This mm-hmm. is why you should move here to Cedar Rapids. Like what makes it attractive? You
2: know, I think what we've what we talked about today and it, it keeps coming up, networking, but it really is um, a bit of the secret sauce to Cedar Rapids. You can have a fairly quick impact in our mm-hmm. city. And I think young people especially um, are passionate about a variety of uh, initiatives and, and challenges that we face in today's world. And coming to a, a place like Cedar Rapids, you don't need to be from here. You don't need to be eighth generation to have a shot, you know, sitting on a, a board of a nonprofit that's gonna have a significant impact. Right. You don't have to be from here to run for office. You know, you gotta have a good idea and you gotta have a network um, and you can do that here. But I think you saw today how those networks are formed. As mayor, I have my cell number published and I think it's a a part of the the brilliance and the the beautifulness of living. Brilliance? Well, living in Cedar Rapids, you would think, I have people say to me, how do you put your cell number out there? Like, don't you get, you guys, I gotta tell you, it's rare that I get an odd phone call. Mm. It is rare because by the time somebody in my community calls, I, I say the mayor in quotes because it's the mayor's position, calls the mayor, they've likely exhausted everything else. Mm. They know they can call me and mm. they call me and there's usually a solution or at least I know where to, where to send them for the solution or at least to, to work on getting the problem solved. But my point in all that is we are a big, small town and networks and relationships are critical anywhere you live but you live in a place like cedar rapids and you're one degree of separation to anything you want to anything you want to experience
1: yeah
2: i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying that you're always going to get the answer that you want um you got to have some grit around here i told the students you you ask somebody a question you don't get the answer that you want or you don't get an answer because they're busy you keep going until you find it but you can do that here
0: oh yeah seriously
2: yeah we're not that big well,
0: you know, speaking of uh, relationships and networking, there was something I wanted to ask you about that, that goes right into that, which is um, we understand that you worked alongside the mayors of Hiawatha and Marion uh, as, as well as the Cedar Rapids Metro Economic Alliance mm-hmm. uh, in order to launch something that was called a collaborative growth initiative.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you tell us more about what that initiative is and, and how you're all working together on it?
2: Absolutely. Well, the catalyst is basically we need more people. You know, if we're going to continue recruiting companies and oh, by the way, companies continue to be interested in Mm -hmm. our great city after we talk about wastewater we talk about people I joke about wastewater because as an industrial city a lot of these potential companies want to know about that they need to know about that they also need talent so while we need to work to make sure that the students that were here today can be successful already here we also have to continue to bring new people to our city Mm -hmm. to our Metro And that's something that I don't care where the city boundary lies we all we all agree on that as a metro we've got to make sure that people know we're here as a city we need to identify the key industries that are here and the holes we need to fill as far as talent and that's what this collaborative growth initiative is doing it's really intentional it's data driven so right now we're uh, we have an organization that's going out to just assess how we are how we are seen out mm. there. Um, what are the needs here? Where do we, where are those people? Where are those professions? So, literally Puma, Puma, well, Puma, Puma is not that Puma oh. is the downtown vision plan, but there is another organization, another consultant, um, who is going out there to find literally there are certain parts of the country that have a lot of the jobs that we need here. Mm. And not to say that we're going to go steal them. We don't need to go steal them, but there's clearly expertise in some of the fields that we have here. Where are those people? And first of all, how do we find those people? And then next, the next phase of this will be, um, you know, how do we market ourselves to them? Mm. And then maybe there's work to do on a city's behalf. How do we make it attractive for people to live here? Right. Do we need some types of incentives to get people to come here? Yeah. Um, these are all the questions that the Collaborative Growth Initiative will ask. And, you know, I'm a firm believer if you don't have a goal, you know, good luck being successful. And this is going to give us that target goal for population growth.
1: Yeah. And that's. And I not mean,
2: just taken from Des Moines, which we're taking plenty. True. from Other parts. Of the, we're taking it. plenty. <laughs> we're taking plenty from from Iowa. Um, we got to we got to think bigger. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, something that we've talked about before is that there are a number of entrepreneurs here in Iowa or just just regular employees uh, who do a lot of their business outside of the state. But the you know the internet, uh, the use of Zoom, things like yeah. that, has made it possible for someone to be based here and yet be doing business all over Absolutely. the country, even all over the world. And I'm I'm sort of curious, actually. Uh, do you think you're you're talking about making Cedar Rapids a more attractive place for some of the students that were here today? Uh, and we were talking before about Jordan. Uh, working with us at the geometric building and you know working on major projects right. like only murders in the building from Cedar Rapids so Do you think does that help at all when you're Absolutely. talking to students about you know m- m- putting down roots here main became making a Making an effort to stay part of this community even if they do have big dreams of well I really want to work for this East mm-hmm. Coast company or that West Coast company Um the fact that you can do those things and still live in Cedar Rapids, uh, did that come up? Much Absolutely.
2: Today? Absolutely. Um, it didn't come up today, but I will tell you, as part of the collaborative growth initiative, it is a huge piece of it. Um, it's a great opportunity for a city like Cedar Rapids because we are a big enough enough city that you can have the culture and arts and entertainment that you want, and we're small enough that we're still affordable, certainly relatively affordable to some of those larger cities you mentioned where some of those coveted jobs may be, and that's going to be, you know, what we need to continue to do as a city is also focus on those amenities, you know, making sure. We're going to have 100 miles of trails here, by the way, by the fall.
0: I love the trails around here. I do, too. Uh, I, did I did my first ever rag bra a couple years oh, ago. Oh, really? And, oh, man, the I trails. Could, the, it's real. I, the trails make such a huge difference in being able to train because you can be like, oh, I know exactly how far the trail is so I can figure out my mileage, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be competing with road traffic in, in order to train. So yes. it was hugely helpful. And, uh, yeah, and with all of the development that I know is coming, mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to see how much more is going to But it's already beautiful. It's already, uh, like, a really great resource. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, and have, you, have you gone wrong? Riding at all yet, Anthony, or hiking in the Um, area?
1: So I ride, I don't don't have that. I guess, like what do you call it? the speed bike that road you do bike? the or road bike. bike I don't I don't know okay. I have like uh mm-hmm. one of those old school bikes that's that okay. it's just a leisure Do you still have a huffy with I like still a, little have a blue basket on no, the front seriously, No seriously I, I, I have right no We do have seats. one we have a blue uh we have a blue bike with a little car on <laughs> the front. I don't ride it it's like a little a it. It. Little, little I can add thing. one Aww. my daughter has one of her little training
0: bike
2: I'm a visual person and that's really something in my life I love the image right now of
0: Anthony riding the trails on a little blue basket bike
1: Hey I live in a Wellington Heights community. Is a very walkable uh, yeah. community, so I can get to a lot of different places pretty quick with the bike instead of wasting gas.
2: I agree. Yeah, you know, I agree. Wellington <laughs> Heights is a,
0: is a nice place to ride. I used to when uh, I I was in a few shows out at Bruce Moore mm-hmm. uh, when I was still wor- uh, working at Theater Cedar Rapids, and I would take my bike from TCR to Bruce Moore, ride through through, yeah. through Wellington Heights every day, and it was a beautiful That's ride. A beautiful it was really, liberating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. But, but what I, I would that. have to say
1: is. Before I moved to Cedar Rapids, I looked at things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there are other people that look specifically for hey, do they have trails? Like, do they have like these certain events that I would like to move to and be a part of that community? Um, but of course, I know that there might be misconceptions about Cedar Rapids too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some people, I mean, for me, when I first Googled Cedar Rapids, because I had no idea what Cedar Rapids was, uh, the first thing that popped up was the.
0: I hope it wasn't the Ed Helms movie. No. <laughs>
1: A nightmare. A nightmare. I don't even know what that is. Oh yes, that movie. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It wasn't even in City Rappers, anyways. If you're at home, give us Just stop right now. No yeah. need.
2: No need. No need. But,
1: but what it was is that I saw that unfortunate event, uh, the natural disaster, the flood, mm-hmm. right? And then outside of that, you think about corn. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you can think of a lot of different things about Iowa, right? Mm -hmm. But I am curious to you, what has been like a misconception that people have talked to you about, Cedar Rapids in particular, and what do you plan on like fixing that misconception?
2: Um, Well, first of all, Iowa in general, I think no matter where you are, people have a a version of Iowa in their minds, and in some ways they're accurate, and I would never trade that. I think we live in the greatest city in the country. Um, as a city, I will say, you know, and and we are a manufacturing town, so we are thought of very much as a manufacturing blue collar town, which is a great identity. And I will Mm -hmm. never, ever shy away from that. We have become that though, and a lot more. We are the number one corn processing city in the world. Literally. I mean, literally. So we have great ag connections and we have big manufacturing and industrial connections. And how about we help put a man on the moon with Collins? Talk about that. How about that? I mean, literally, NASA called upon... Rockwell Collins when they wanted to put a man on the moon. So and our, our ties to, to government and, and government defense are huge. Our ties to you know, warehousing and logistics. You don't go anywhere in this country where you don't see a CRST truck. Mm-hmm. You know, bioprocessing, um, you know, now we're becoming known because of our industrial base as a great um, city for the circular economy, we call it, the use of waste. The use of, of, of using everything, sustainable resources, using our our waste from our paper plants, from our food processing, people have figured out ways to turn that into money. Yeah, and it's circular economy. So companies are looking at us for that. So so I think you know you can. There's a temptation to think of us as a as industrial manufacturing, maybe not an attractive city. And that just couldn't be less true. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be less true for anybody who's here. When I was a kid growing up in Bettendorf, I, w- I always thought of this as the big city because of the skyscrapers. I mean, that skyline we have, you show me ugly industrial looking yeah. at that skyline. Yes, we have Ingredion, we do have industrial, and we have Alliant Tower, we have CRSD, we're gonna have First and First and the Pickle Palace. I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's a wonderful skyline, it's a very urban skyline. And we're a manufacturing city. My favorite
0: thing is when I have visitors from out of town who were here on Crunchberry Day. <laughs> they walk outside it. and they're like, wait.
2: What? What's happening? Why does my it childhood smell so and, and
0: delicious. It's and my like,
2: childhood <laughs> in the air. Absolutely. Well, it's things like you know when you do have people here, they you love to say that we make all the crunchberries here, or we make all the frosting in the world over at General Mills. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, people here, there's there are actually people on a line making all the frosting in the world over at General Mills. That's really cool. Even the CRST trucks. I mean, you can talk to anybody anywhere and they know those trucks. Yeah. I mean, we are. We are, the I'm telling you, real stuff happens in Cedar Rapids, and uh, I just, yeah, I'm unapologetically a homer.
1: As you should. Uh-huh. And so and so, what I got out of that conversation is, if you were listening today, move to Cedar Rapids. If you want your dreams to be met, move to Cedar Rapids, because you know what? They thought about Cedar Rapids and Rockwell Collins
2: mm-hmm. to help put
1: a man on the moon. Who...
2: What other who does that what other community and, yeah, can say that i'm yeah. telling you that's what you. i gotta say there is that's a commercial usually, usually, that is a good one i'm gonna take <laughs> it i'm gonna take it but it's, it's true there is check, usually brother. an iowa connection to most any national event and dig a little deeper and there's a cedar rapids connection oh yeah so. right
0: down to wright brothers boulevard
2: amen they yeah. lived here there's you know of,
0: yeah exactly yeah. there's a lot of people who don't know that but surprise it happened yeah. here um you know So, and I don't know how much this might have come up when you were talking to students today, but we've talked about this in the podcast a number of times, uh, especially in our K-12 program, is that one of the most difficult things in trying to prepare students for the careers of tomorrow is that in a lot of cases, we don't know what those careers are going to be. I mean, we were talking about how, like, you know, 15 years ago, there was no such thing as an influencer. If somebody said, I'm going to grow up and be an influencer, people would have been like, what?
2: What is that? And
0: yet now it's a, a very lucrative career for those who can make it work for them. And there's a number of other careers that only started existing in the last five or ten yeah,
1: years. Soulja Boy did it first, though.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, I don't can. want to take away from Soulja Boy. Okay. I, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, seriously, how, how do we prepare young people... For opportunities yeah. that we don't know exist
2: yet. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting. It's a it's a great question for our friends in the education world because um, there are we have to make sure we're teaching skills that are truly transferable, whether that's critical thinking skills basic technology. I mean, even the manufacturing here is advanced manufacturing. We're a manufacturing city, but not like we're not your grandpa's manufacturing town. Advanced manufacturing, everything's a technology company anymore. Um, You know, we have to just make sure that we're, we're teaching students, giving them lifelong skills to be able to continue to learn, regardless of what that is. And I think that's, a great question for our, you know, kid, our friends in the education world. I do think, though, um, an opportunity we have and young people have today are those trades. You know, as we, um, you know, there's a shortage of welders. There's a shortage of builders. There's a shortage of um, all kinds of. Um, back in the, back in the day, we didn't have a problem finding tradespeople, and we do today. And those are skills that we cannot outsource. You know, those are are skills that pay more money than they ever paid, right. um, and are more in demand than ever. So we can't forget about those, no, those no. skills and, either. And you they're know?
0: actually, uh, I, I don't want to say easier, but it's faster to get trained in some of those skills. You can go to a really good trade school and get prepared for a, a very well-paying career mm-hmm. in a fraction of the amount of time it takes to do like a, like a like a four-year college program. Mm-hmm. and
2: Fraction of the debt, too, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I, th- I mean, I think that uh, those are, yeah, like a plumber, those are skills that won't ever go away. They
2: are not going yeah. away, and we don't have enough of them. And I'm, I was encouraged today to hear so many students open to the many different paths we have now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we went through that point where, you know, a four-year degree was mandatory, period, end of story, without much thought you know, you just had to have that. Now we've got, we're seeing people be successful in so many different ways that there are many ways to be successful. And, um, I think culturally that is a really big thing for our, I think our country in general, when we talk about, um, and I don't want to get too deep or philosophical here, but I am concerned that we're losing our middle class in this country. And you know, we've got a lot of haves, and we got a, uh, you know a lot more have-nots. And and real revolutions happen, my friends, when you get when that happens. Right. And so, you know, how do we continue to help more people like my parents, who didn't go to college, were able to be successful? You know, working at the parts distribution center at a great company called John Deere, or a salesman like my dad. Um, they have made great livings, and we just have to make sure that we continue to provide opportunities and resources and value to all of these positions, and I, I heard that today. I heard that from plenty of students who were open to all kinds of different careers. You know, there were plenty that were planning on a four-year. There were some that were planning on a two, um, and there, was, there were two kids I talked to specifically that said, I'm going to be a welder. And they're Mm -hmm. smart enough to know that there are companies in this city who pay for you to be a welder. They pay for you to get that education.
0: And and there are companies that are smart enough to be creating some partnerships in order to find future employees. Mm -hmm. I think there was a news report only just like a week or two ago about uh, at the Eastern Iowa Airport, one of the airlines is partnering with Kirkwood. On a training program for uh, mechanics, for, for, yeah, mechanics. mechanics we need them because yep. they have a shortage of yep. them. And mm-hmm. what better way than to you know you've got a, you've got an airport in town, you've got a community college in town partner with them and I remember one of the things they were saying about the program is it's like a guaranteed job interview yes. once you graduate. And I saw this and I was like, oh that's really cool. <laughs> and I was about to actually mention it to I have a 19 year old nephew and I was going to mention it to him. And then the last thing they said in the report was that uh, the spring term already has like a waiting list. And uh-huh. I was like, that's amazing. It is amazing. Right? Right? That there's Isn't that it? many people yeah. that are already responding to this, which only means more people are going to do it when right. they see that kind of response, and yeah, I mean, and I mean, that's kind of an exciting thing to think about. You get to work on airplanes. I think yeah. it's
2: Spirit Airlines. I think Spirit yeah. is the airline that says, "Hey, we'll we'll train you, and then you can work for us." Pretty yeah. cool.
0: So, in in as you're, as you're talking to students and and hearing the different things that they want to do, and we've talked a lot about some of the different training programs that are out there, things like that, and but uh, what do you think will be the biggest Challenge awaiting our future leaders and business owners in the coming years? And I know we we talked before about you don't know what all the different careers will be. But are there some challenges that you're like, yes, we know that's going to be
2: difficult to deal with? Oh, for sure. Workforce. Um, It is workforce, and it's just a basic numbers game. It has to do with population. Um, You know, we're very fortunate in this country if we could just figure out how to get our immigrants fast-tracked. We've got people who want to be in this country. If we could just, uh, you know, figure out ways to to help them be successful here in jobs, that would help us out, I think, as a country, because we are, um, from a population standpoint, we aren't growing like we need to to fill the jobs that we have. So there's not a company that you talk to that doesn't say workforce is a challenge for them, whether it's finding trained talent or simply finding people to fill those jobs.
1: Right, yes, and so, with that initiative, basically, from what you want to do, talking about the mm-hmm. uh, the workforce, like what role do you see in our community or government having to work together to help fulfill that?
2: Well, the government definitely has a role in it, as as does our private business. I mean, to be successful with any collaborative growth initiative, it's going to take all of us. So it's going to take the public sector, really identifying what it is we can do to incentivize people to come here. Um, and I don't want to talk about you know specific you know tax incentives. Or those, you know, tax increment financing, those types of incentives. Um, But it will take, you know, what are we willing to do as a city? What can we do as a city, frankly, to make it maybe financially more appealing to people? And then companies have a role to play maybe even more so. I mean, companies will be our best recruiters at the end of the day. They know where their suppliers are. They know where the people are that they need. Um, Are they willing To maybe take that extra step to find out what the currency is for the people that they need to come here. Because at the end of the day, I mean, the companies are the ones that, um, you know, hold hold all the cards. So it's going to it's going to take all of us. This is it's this started off as a mayor's growth initiative. It will not be successful if we don't have the private sector alongside with us. Um, Whatever whatever the directive may be, it's going to take all of us in sharing that story and being willing to do the work. Yes. No. I agree fully.
0: Well, you know, when it comes to local government, you were talking earlier about uh, you know there were some kids that were surprised to see the mayor here and like Mm -hmm. oh I'm getting to talk to you Mm -hmm. and you said that you kind of wanted to demystify that a little bit and and make so with that in mind, um, how do you think an event like the mayor's youth conference can influence young people to want to get involved and engage specifically with government more than they currently do. Are are there some strategies for youth engagement that you suggest?
2: I think we're just relationships. I think at the end of the day, um, one of the gals came up to me and she said, you're you're just, you're really nice. You know, I was really nervous about coming and, I say that not because I'm really nice, but I think that is just a perspective of a young person that I think adults in general need to pay attention to. I mean, we all play a role in being good, models you know to our young people and being accessible to young people it's not just you know the mayor who can be mystical in nature i think ceos leaders no matter what i mean if you're a manager of a young person in a restaurant um, you are a role model whether you want to be or not Um, so i think we all have a role to play in in shepherding our young people and helping them helping them be successful it's always about relationships I don't care what it is in business, in, in private life, it's always about relationships. And I'm not right. saying it's always easy. Um, but the more we can put a face to, to issues, to opportunities, it just softens the edges. So the more relationships we can have, the better.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. Um, and then when I think about Cedar Rapids, well, first off, the name of our podcast is Iowa Innovation. Yeah. Right? And it. of course, whoever we bring on to the podcast, we always want to talk about innovation. And so I'm super curious. Um, what do you see in the future of Cedar Rapids uh, in the sense of innovating and to where it's maintaining its economic development hub, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. hub mm-hmm. type of vibe? So yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Can you talk about that? No, first? I think we absolutely need to keep leaning into our entrepreneurial um, identity. I mean, entrepreneurism is in our DNA here. It's, it's part of what makes us unique in mm-hmm. the state. I mean, if you describe Des Moines, you say, yeah, insurance, a little more transient, corporate. Cedar Rapids, we build stuff here. We build stuff. We are builders and growers and and frankly, dreamers. Right. Hello, Arthur Collins. Um, we are dreamers <laughs> here. So I think that we need to continue. I and mean, we're not there yet, by the way, Anthony, we can be much better. Um, we need to lean into that history of entrepreneurism mm-hmm. and make sure that when people think business, starting a business, growing a business, scaling a business, they'll think Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. And not just from a network standpoint, but even from a capital standpoint. We know we're, we're challenged here in the state of Iowa, just in the Midwest in general, um, with getting the capital that we need. We need to do better here. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're doing a fine job. I think in the state, we definitely stand apart from anybody else. I'd like to see us be known nationally as an entrepreneurial hub.
1: Yeah. And I I would say that you yourself are doing a good job and your team, especially with having this first Mayor's Youth Conference. I think it's good for the kids to be able to sit down, uh, not just listen to yourself, but listen to other leaders in this community and Mm -hmm. hear their story of why they're here. Um, I mean, that that's a first step. And with those kids and how I saw it, uh, the panel I was on their brains are sparked with what what can I do next? Yeah. You know, and so I feel like the kids are the innovation. great, you know? because they, they are gonna help yeah. innovate and be able to put them in front of local leaders here and see rapids might help them stay here a little bit
2: longer. I love that you say that. And you know I love that you equate innovation also with just new ideas. Because mm. that is, I guess, at the end of the day, you know, it's not just technology, yeah. it's not just new businesses. When we say welcome is our language in Cedar Rapids, yes, it's welcome as the door is open, but we're also welcoming new ideas and innovation. As uncomfortable sometimes right. as those conversations can be, um, we welcome them. And yeah, the Mayor's Youth Summit, I love to think of that as innovation, Anthony. And, and ideas are free, ideas are free. True. So uh, let's keep going.
0: Well, Mayor, one last question for you. This was the first one, uh, like the first, the first event. Where do we go from here? Mm. What's, what is the future hold for the youth conference?
2: Well, we gotta have another one for sure. And I'm looking forward to the feedback from the students who were here today. I saw a lot of opportunities in terms of feedback for city staff. I mean, the the ideas and the suggestions we got from the students today were heard and noted by city staff who was here. I think there are others in our community who could benefit from hearing that. So knowing that's how it played out today, next year I'd like to include more um, participants in terms of listeners. I think there are community leaders who could benefit from hearing what we did today.
0: Will there be anywhere that people can see some of the like? Are, are, will you post anything, any feedback, or like a summary or anything from what happened today?
2: I don't think we have that planned. Should oh. we add that to the list? Rob? I think you totally should. Year? I
0: know that I, as someone, you will. I, I will. will we'll have pictures online. there'll be, on well, there'll be yeah. pictures
2: on social. I do wish, like for Women Lead Change at our conferences, we typically have a a debrief. We have a discussion guide that goes out afterwards. Um, and that takes a dedicated team attending everything, and then we send that out to participants. Maybe we should add that to the list for next year, yeah, a discussion well, guide.
0: You, you both were talking about some of the really great ideas that students were bringing up during the day, and, and now I'm really curious what some what of those were. So right. if, there, if there was a place we could see those, I would love well, to hear. I'll share
2: cool. a couple real quick, just real quick, because I thought the, the city manager's one-bag challenge, keeping our city clean, it sounds basic, but I, there's a real pride that comes with living in a town that looks yeah, good. Seriously. So these students said, I think we need to mail out the bags, actually deliver them to mailboxes, which I thought was an interesting idea, and then add a competition to it. Somehow find a way to to measure who's bringing in how much, yeah. and then maybe provide a little reward in some way. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> that's I a like good idea. I like how they're thinking. Yes,
0: I well that's what I always think is really fun about not just with students, but bringing in anybody who's kind of like got an outside perspective mm-hmm. or perspective you haven't heard before. Is that they're gonna look at something you've been staring at for a long that's time, <laughs> where you're like, I don't know, I feel like we've tried everything, yep. and they come in and they're like, What about this? Yes. And you're like. <laughs> Whoa. I like, like you, you didn't even occur to me but they have a completely fresh outside perspective and they bring in something you would not have thought of so yeah I think it's it's I think it's really exciting that this event happened uh, I can't wait to see where it goes from here and uh, we can't thank you enough for thank coming you. on today well yes, thank you it. thank
2: you and thanks for your participation today I, I just can't say enough about the city staff by the way this was really an idea that only came to life because people in the city, in terms of city staff, believed in it as well, and uh, I can't—they—they they are as passionate or more than I am about bringing what we do to students, and then um, hopefully taking what the students taught us back to our jobs at City Hall. So I can't say enough to thank thank them as well.
1: Yes, ma'am. Well, we appreciate you, but we also. Special thank you, Tiffany O'Donnell. Thank you, Yes, Thank you, Rob. But also a big thank you to um, our sponsor, Van Meter. Again, this is amazing to get to start off uh, the podcast season Mm was season four, correct?
0: Yeah. And we also need to do a shout out to Upload Media Group, who uh, for the past three seasons, Upload has basically been recording our podcast for us. But uh, this season, they've actually moved up to being a sponsor. And, uh, And as part of that sponsorship, uh, you will get to see our faces on camera for the first time this yeah. season, which we're I keep both long excited long and terrified <laughs> about. I don't have <laughs>
2: lipstick on, friends. <laughs> but oh, we well. Feel like,
0: we feel like you know, there, you know, more people will have the opportunity to see some of the, the craziness that happens. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, uh, no, Upload's been a, a huge ally of ours for a long time, and we're just super excited that we get to... Like we're There's many, many things that could go wrong during the course of an episode, but technical issues are usually not one of them because Upload, they've now, as for me and Anthony, you know, we got to figure out our stuff sometimes. Yeah, but uploads always, always. on top of it. So and, uh, yeah, yeah, great group of people. Inside yeah. um, you, know, <laughs> thank you so much for for listening. Uh, you know, if you want to learn more, is, is there is there any place that people, if they want to learn more about the how about the mayor's youth summit, mm-hmm. uh, 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 any kind of summary or just information about it, is there somewhere they can go to find that?
2: I think online. If you'd like to see the top, the topics that we covered, which I think is also equally fascinating, uh, you can go to the city's website and click on Mayor's Youth Summit and you'll be able to see that program.
0: And you also said that uh, one of the things you're really working, uh, something that you're really proud of is remaining accessible to folks. If Absolutely. they have questions, concerns, uh, ideas. So if people who are listening to this podcast have those for you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
2: Email is always the best way and it's super easy. It's just t.odonnell, two N's, two L's, at cedar-rapids.org.
0: Easy. Easy.
2: <laughs> easy. Too easy.
0: Mayor T-Dot. Yep. I think you should use that. I know.
2: I want to say T. It's actual dot. I mean, it's not T-period. Maybe I should say T-period O'Donnell.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but there's something about T-Dot that just, like, stays with <laughs> you. oh Yes. I've, I've started That's your cool now. name now. You got <laughs> a nickname. Oh, T-Dot's
2: here. Um, <laughs> T. No,
0: thank you, everyone, for, uh, for tuning in. Uh, we're excited about the season ahead. Anthony, as always, it's tons of fun to be on the mic with you.
1: Yes, I appreciate it. Likewise. And peace out.
0: All right. Keep innovating, Iowa.
1: (laughs) Don't let me hang it. You guys are awesome. Don't let me hang it. I'll (laughs) do it. I'll do it.
2: That was so great. That was so good. No, that was